Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 221 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, and it's been two weeks, and this is our first time recording on our new day, Sunday. Yes, yeah. I somehow feel more tired, even though I've done absolutely nothing today. So. Interesting. I was going to say I cleaned a little bit. We went to the store. Oh, wow. I had Taco Bell. <laughs> that that still blows my mind that you're into the Taco Bell. Oh, man, the Quesarito, gotta have it. And so that you just always just mobile app, right? Yeah, I always use the mobile app just because I get that. I usually get the Quesarito and a steak quesadilla. Okay. Um, the steak quesadilla is usually disappointing always, okay. but I have that thing where you're like, well, maybe this time it won't be. What's so disappointing? Like not enough cheese, or what's wrong with yeah, it? Yeah, usually I don't. The steak is usually not very good, but I mean it's like Taco Bell, so what do I expect from that? You know what I mean. But the steak in the quesadilla is fine. Uh, usually I get a beef quesadilla. Okay, so maybe get so, like a chicken quesadilla. Yeah, chicken quesadilla might be might be a better a better play. Because like I, a lot of times when I get the chicken like quesadilla, it would be like a spicy chicken quesadilla. Yeah, I was gonna say usually it's like spicy chicken. Yeah, so, so maybe that would probably be all right. maybe that would be more up your alley. But the quesarito always good. Yeah, I'm I, always, I, always down. I never had a bad quesarito. No, yeah, even when they're like definitely shitty, you can tell they were made worse. Yes, still fine. Yeah, even when they're a little cold, I'll I'll still happily eat a quesarito. Yeah, same. Uh, so I don't know. It feels like it's been 40 years since we last did this podcast. Yeah, a lot has changed. Uh, you went to, uh, on a trip to Washington, D.C., correct? Yeah, that was, uh, the D.C. trip. Uh, it was, it, it was just nice to just kind of, like, get out, because that was my first trip since, like, we would go on trips to, like, Philly. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's just been a long time since I just kind of did, like, a weekend getaway. Did you do anything else fun other than obviously look at art? Uh, we went to just like a few of like the the museums uh, that are just kind of free. So mm. went to the American History Museum, of course, and then she wanted to check out the National History Museum. So we saw some dinosaurs, uh, just some prehistoric animals. Uh, and then we checked out some uh, U.S. history stuff. Mm. Uh, definitely did have some video game stuff, like pretty much just like what you would expect a lot of the bigger stuff nothing really yeah, that yeah. would shock you too much about that uh mm -hmm. for me i'm more interested in the the military history so i kind of took my time going through through that section a lot more nice um but then other than that i you know <laughs> a lot of times you go on a weekend trip and it's just like a crazy chaotic trip and you're like oh yeah now i'm ready to get back and get back into my normal schedule <laughs> But my normal schedule completely changed because I got a new job. But yeah. now I'm not getting up at the ass crack of dawn. I feel like this mm -hmm. schedule I've just instantly just kind of like adapted to. That's very good at least. Yeah, because I mean like it's – on Mondays I do have to go in a little early. But other than that, I'm like I'm going in at 11. So I can – Oh, shit. So I'm just kind of getting up, playing some games, uh, and then getting out of work. And then by the time I get out of work, I don't have a lot of energy to play games. So – that's fair. Uh, I'm still kind of like getting used to my new schedule and figuring out when to to, to play games. So I didn't play mm. a ton this week. Yeah, yeah. But it looks like you did. Uh, but we'll get into uh, that in a sec. 
Yeah. Um, so for the new stuff, even though I feel like so much has happened, mm-hmm. uh, eight years ago, the Pokemon Presents happened. Um, it was like 25 minutes it happened on Pokemon Day, which is February something. If uh, And finally, Pokemon Sleep uh, is it's real. It, they didn't drop it like everyone thought they did. So get fucked, doubters. <laughs> Pokemon sleeps coming soon. I will be able to sleep to level up Pokemon. Uh, and then it'll be very disappointing. Uh, no, no, it'll be fine. I mean, it, you base it's basically a sleep tracking app, right? I, but Snorlax is there <laughs> and I love that for me. Do you think you'll actually use it or do it a couple times and then just never do that? Um, it depends what it actually does. So the the thing that they announced with it, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, because the stupid fucking Pokeball that came with Pokemon Go, or uh, Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee and Pikachu, was called the Pokemon Go Plus. Why they didn't name this new thing something different other than add another plus to it, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. Uh, but that basically was just like a weird handheld Pokeball that you could like, it would vibrate when a Pokemon Go Pokemon was near you and you could hit the button and it would automatically catch the Pokemon. Yes, I remember that. And Pokemon Go. This is like that, except also it's like weird and flat and you can put it under your pillow so that it can track your sleep i guess i don't know but apparently like the pre-orders for it sold out like immediately of course because i I wasn't even thinking of buying it because it also the the pokemon sleep will just work with your phone right and so i was like why do i need this like weird 80 dollar pancake pokeball i don't know anyways that that sold out really quick for most people so we'll see if that ends up being uh what that even ends up doing and being but it comes out this summer uh i was just thought it was hilarious that pokemon sleep still exists it's not like the nintendo uh heart sensor or whatever that just never manifested after they showed it it is uh it is it is coming out in the summer and they thought that was important enough to show. They also mm. did a bunch of the other bullshit you would expect. Like they showed a bunch of uh, Pokemon Unite stuff, Pokemon Cafe and Masters EX, which still is Master Sex every time I see it. Mm. It doesn't make any sense that that would be the abbreviation or that they would name it that. I They just needed to rethink that. Um, but the thing that mattered to me and possibly to you yes, and others was that, that there are, uh, there's going to be DLC for Scarlet and Violet, um, like the previous ones for Sword and Shield that is coming in, uh, two parts, one in the fall and one in the winter. Um, they didn't really show a lot. There are like some legendary Pokemon that they showed, like there's a weird, turtle that has all the type symbols on its shell and i actually like that one's design the other designs they showed look like yokai watch characters so they like don't match the art style of pokemon but it looks like they take part in a japanese festival thing which makes the yokai theme make sense but they have like sick names like monkey dory mm-hmm, yeah instead of hunky dory and like okie dogie for okie dokie and i was like that's tight i love these names uh but yeah it doesn't really give you any sense of like what they are to me it seems like the first part is more like a just like oh hey there's like a new area explore this fun japanese festival and then the second one you go to a different school as an exchange student and that one looks much more like a 
hey dog we added like the battle facilities like everyone wanted anyways right which is kind of what i expected <laughs> yeah so i mean like they both look all right i mean i i will see what those do people were super butthurt that they didn't announce any kind of like performance patch or anything um but actually right now until the end of today they added two new pokemon to uh scarlet and violet it is um paradox suicune and paradox verizian yes uh suicune looks cool to me even though people said they hated it he just looks like a weird velociraptor velociraptor <laughs> and i was like that's cool uh i guess you can get both you just have to join a raid help call from someone with the other version uh but yeah i think i think that ends today and that's currently the only way you can get them and you can only get one per save which i don't know why they keep fucking doing that but at least this time i guess it's not a seven star raid there's six star raids so you can actually do them without people who are like professional pokemon players help oh great i guess the charizard one was like fucking absurdly difficult and randos would join and get wiped immediately and then you'd never get the charizard yeah that's fun for everyone so this time i guess it's a lot easier and you could even do it with the ai if you had to oh okay what I have been led to believe, but that's one of those things where I wonder if those were just two Pokemon that will be in the DLC normally. And they're just giving you like an early chance to, to catch them. Cause they, they've been doing weird events to get certain Pokemon like Charizard. Uh, I believe starting this week after this one ends, you can get Decidueye. Oh, but I think, I think that's another seven star raid. So, yeah, but someone's going to get it. And then once people start breeding it, you'll get it. Yeah. And then you can, you can, you can breed it and get Rowlet and all that kind of stuff. Just like the people did with Charizard. So that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that stuff is neat that they're, you know, adding poker. Like it's an event. It's like, Oh, it's a Pokemon. It's not in the base game. Like come, come get that. It actually like gives more of a reason to, to go in and get it. I did not do it, but still, I was a little surprised. Like, not really a mention of the Poke Bank. Uh oh, they did have a mention of the Poke Bank. It is coming early 2023, oh, which did? like Yeah, you know where we are right now in early 2023. <laughs> like what the fuck? And that was like in the middle of February. So where where oh, when okay. is early 2023? I do did, I don't know, but I did get the email saying that they were gonna take my money. Uh and I was like, Well, when is that gonna get added? I didn't see that. Okay, that's good news. Yeah, they did say that it's coming soon. Okay. So like, I whatever the fuck that means, I don't know. I just figured it would be one of those things where oh, it's out today. Yeah, that's that's kind of. They, they did not do that. So uh, the technology, know. Manny, you just wouldn't understand. It's just impossible yeah, to yeah, adapt yeah, to exactly. the future. Like, why would we work that out before the fucking games come out? That'd be ridiculous. I think part of it is they don't want to quote unquote ruin the experience. They so they claim that every time they don't want to ruin the meta. But then, like, just make some weird arbitrary restriction where you have to wait a certain amount of time or, before you can bring in Pokemon. Or, or hear me games. out. That's a post-game thing that you can then you can access the Pokebank. Yeah, or just, like, have a fucking battle league that is only using the Pokemon from the base game. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's like you could transfer Tyranitar or whatever the fuck, and then you just wouldn't be eligible to fight in those battles. <sighs> 
I, I don't know. I just personally, it seems like there are a million other ways they could do it that make more sense other than being like, I don't know, six months after release. Yeah, te- technology is hard. Okay, we have to we have to develop this technology every single time, guys. Yeah, and like at the twenty seventh of this month, the three DS eShop shuts down, so you won't be able to use Pokemon Bank to transfer from the three DS versions anymore. Oh, that's uh. So I guess get on that if you care. Yeah, get hype for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was an, it was a short thing. People were very disappointed by it, but it was like I don't know. I basically just wanted them to say that DLC is coming out, and uh, that was all I needed. Because <laughs> I just want I, I just want to see anything about it, you know, like or yeah, whatever. I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I probably won't care about the first set of DLC, but like going to a new area that will probably get me back in. Yeah, and it, it's doing the same thing the other ones were, right. where it's adding a set amount of uh, returning Pokemon. Those were, of course, all leaked already. Okay, of course, of course. Due due to a data mine. So if you want to look at who is returning, you can do that. Smeargle I saw is one. So people who are sad Smeargle was not in the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that was the Pokemon Presents. Uh, the most exciting JPEG of all time, apparently, was shown by Namco Bandai, where they said Elden Ring is getting DLC, Shadow of the Erd Tree. Very beautiful font work on that JPEG. No information about what it is or when it would be released. Just just an announcement that it's happening. It's just like, hey, we're making this mm. DLC. And it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. The game that made you like eight quadrillion dollars you're making DLC for? Who could have guessed that? They've done. Not me. They've done DLC for pretty much all their games, right? Yeah, except Sekiro. Oh, so fuck them on that. And, but except, you know what? That wasn't published by Namco Bandai. That was the one they had Activision. published by Activision. Yeah. So fuck Activision is the moral of the story, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I everyone knew they were going to make DLC for this yeah. game. I mean, it sold like a comical amount of copies worldwide. Um, and people seem to already know exactly what it is. I guess there is some Princess Micaiah or something who like is immortal and she wasn't there. And then the this king guy, I guess people want to fight. I don't know. Anyways, people have all kinds of ideas about what it is, but I just thought it was funny that everyone was losing their goddamn minds over what amounted to literally zero information. Um, I feel like anymore. It's a surprise if like a new game doesn't have ex- like an expansion pack or DLC after like that. Yeah. If they had tweeted out, Oh, Hey guys, yeah. no, I would have been like, Oh shit. Surprise. Yeah. Cause like God of war but... did that. And like the, 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 the reboot, Uh, But, like, of the newer stuff, like, that's, like, one of the bigger games that didn't have DLC. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. So, I yeah, I don't know. People are very excited about that. Um, Starfield was delayed, or people are using that wording, uh, because the last time they showed it at a showcase, it was in a showcase for games that you'll be able to play within one year from then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this goes beyond that. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be this summer, probably, but now it is delayed till September 6th. Uh, but there is a Starfield showcase on June 11th. Uh, they're streaming that. And I am wondering if this is getting delayed again because they now can do that because they are owned by Microsoft. Like, I wonder if it was just a Bethesda game if it would have come out 
when it was originally originally supposed to and just been broken as fuck. Oh, there, there's a good chance of that. Yeah, because I, I mean, they think about that, like their track record has been awful. Yes. Like Fallout 4 still was playable, but it was fucked up. And then like Fallout 76 was god awful and like completely busted. It just seems to me like, yeah, I wonder if they didn't have Microsoft's backing, if they wouldn't have ever delayed it and just been like, here it is. And how, just had to be like a flaming trash fire. How go back a step further. Skyrim was a fucking disaster on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So like, much so they couldn't even put out the DLC until like yeah, over a year later. Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, but this also yeah. could be Microsoft saying like, hey, let's let's release this in the fall. Yeah, I, I mean, either way, I especially for a Bethesda open world game that is of the scope they are claiming this is of like it needs time. Yeah, dog, more time for bug fixes. Mm do it because yes. your games get fucked up if they are bug tested to infinity so that that i will take that people were like super butter again but i you know i don't uh, this whatever. and this seems way more ambitious than anything else they've done it does but and then you get the people who are like now the elder scrolls 6 will never come out yes. and it's like man shut the fuck up i mean that's still like that's gonna be like 2028 yeah, 2032, Elder Scrolls 6. Okay, get, yeah. get excited. Um, and speaking of delays, this one was not officially announced, uh, but Jason Schreier uh, over at Bloomberg said that he got from a qualified source that Suicide Squad is delayed from May to later this year. Uh, originally, he had cited it as uh, because of the poor reception it got at the state of play, but later changed the wording to be that um, they needed to do a ton of bug fixes. And also there were some aspects of the game that were lagging behind in terms of quality. And so they wanted to tighten that up. And because of his original title, no one is talking about it from the context of bug fixing. And everyone is like, how are they going to completely remake the game in six mm. months? Mm. And it's like, of course, they were never going to fucking do that, you moron. But like, if people already are super upset and think your game looks like dog shit, imagine how much worse it would be if it came out and was also broken. Right. Like, you got to put out, even if people are not excited about it, you got to put out the best possible version of that game that you can. Yeah, Uh, yeah, because there are going to be people who enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, but like outside of that, like this has been more than five years of development time on this thing. So like, I don't know, you got to put out the best version of it you can, even though like your showcase people weren't super receptive of. So I get I get this delay. I do, too. But at the same time, this game's been what was the last one? 2015 they released like, yeah. Oh God, this yeah. is yeah. This this game is not no. It's rough. Play. This is not going to be a good game. But like you, you, you get all the people being like, "Oh well, you just got to cancel it at this no, point and it... let them work on something different." And you're like, you fucking, you can't waste eight years no. of development time and money sunk into the thing. Also, it's a DC property, so it's going to still sell a fuckload regardless of anything. Uh, yeah, it's, if it's mediocre, but like it doesn't have bugs, like it will be a financial success. And for the business, yeah. Probably so I, I don't know, man. Uh, just, just get out. Like as you said, just get out a version that is not broken, and then just move on from this game. It, yeah, and this game to me is like the perfect example of it was conceived at a time when a game like it would have been super successful and popular. Like 
a huge superhero game capitalizing on really specific characters, live service game, uh, like all that stuff. And it was conceived of in like 2015. You know what I mean? And like that would have been way more successful if it came out then. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast and they brought up a really good point. They're like, realistically, how many people have like a like how many adults I obviously I think teenagers and kids it's a little different but like how many adults have like a core group of friends that they can reliably play with like on a nightly basis like this you know yeah I I mean just like think about your life and then just thinking how like you would have to revolve like your life around three other people to play this on it like a maybe like three four nights a week together and it just it doesn't even seem practical no and it's one of those things where like i don't know companies are always chasing that like weird live service game money and it it is like it really only works in very specific types of scenarios i think it it works better in like more competitive where people can just kind of hop in but like more cooperative especially as you get older it just gets hard to find time to play with like like a group of friends all the time, like consistently do it. Yeah. But so I don't know, man, that's just a weird, that was a weird one. It it is a really weird one. And it's just one of those, like, I think we're both in the same place where it's just like, this is meant to be an online cooperative game. And like, it, it instantly just makes me go like, it's probably not for me then. Yeah. I same. Uh, if, if it has a decent enough and fun enough single player, it'll be fine. But like, if it's heavily reliant on multiplayer, this game is just not going to be for me. Uh, kind yeah. of just like the, the last one that they, I, I know it wasn't them, but the, what was that called? Uh, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Like that was just, that's what I worry this game's going to end up being. Yeah. I mean, and it seems like it. Yes. Uh, and then to finish it off, someone was about to push level five off a cliff uh, because Yokai Watch had stopped selling gangbusters in Japan. Uh, they hadn't localized the last three Yokai Watch games, at least. Uh, they shut down their U.S. studio. But then level five said, whoa, 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 hold on. We got five games. We'll give you five games to not push us off the cliff. Uh, and I don't understand what happened. Level five had its annual level five vision. Four out of the five games they have in development, which like, why do you have five games in development are coming out globally this year? It's, it's absurd. It makes no sense. Inazuma 11, a game that I have been waiting for since I was streaming Inazuma 11 years and years ago. Uh, it was rebooted internally like three times. It is finally going to come out this year and they completely rehauled it. It was supposed to be a game based on the most recent two animes. It is not now. And it is instead a game that takes place over literally every single Inazuma 11 game. They announced that every playable character from all of the games will be in it, which is over 4,500 characters are in it and playable and recruitable and you basically there are new characters in a new story that they have also uh, got an anime for and they are going to uh, let you go through the entire history of Inazuma 11 which is six games plus two anime that never were made into games so what the fuck is what are you talking about that's too much content for a single person to go through uh, as, so th- as someone who really did enjoy Inazuma 11, does that even sound like fun? 
Yes, I'm very excited. Okay. I think this game will rule. I think that them making this the one that they release globally is probably a mistake, especially because Captain Tsubasa, another soccer anime, came out here in the U.S. and people really liked it. That game is much closer to like actual FIFA um, and it is like quick. The footage they showed of how slow the characters are running in this game, like even for me, was like, whoa, that's really slow. Um, but everything else they showed, I think the new characters look really cool. They showed a lot of the older characters that I would be excited about. But also, I mean, they confirmed every character will be there. So that's cool. Um, it is weird because it's coming out on Switch and PS4. Um, and also they keep claiming and they always claimed this that it's coming out on phones and I don't know what the fuck that means like I don't know if that means that it is the same game but they're gonna like weirdly microtransactionify it or if it is like a completely separate game and they still have not said one way or the other yet but they're gonna have to if it's releasing and see that's the other thing I didn't get about this is they said global release 2023 but I wonder if that means it will definitely release in Japan this year, but then come out in other territories translated later. That That is not clear, um, but they at least said they're releasing it everywhere. So um, that that is that is interesting. And it because it, it doesn't have a touchscreen and it doesn't use the Switch's touchscreen, um, it's going to be a little weird to get used to using buttons for it, even though I think that could work. Um, but we'll see. All around. It looks cool to someone who likes Inazuma, but I saw a lot of people who have never really played it and been like, oh, I thought about getting into this being like, this looks so fucking slow. Mm. But there's still time for them to be like, ah, oh, jack up the base speed or whatever. I don't know. We'll see um, how that goes. Uh, and then... All I was going to say is that does uh, not yeah. seem like... like uh, <clears throat> Just making the game a little faster, that does not seem like that would be like all, an extremely difficult thing to fix. No, it does not. Uh, so, but who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a reason it, it moves a little slower. I mean, it is possible. It also characters in those games move slow at lower levels, so maybe they were not showing like level mm-hmm. ninety nine characters fucking speeding around or whatever. But I, I couldn't tell you from the footage they were showing. Um, and then uh, they showed Professor Layton, the new Professor Layton game that was announced at the recent Nintendo Direct, um, Professor Layton in the New World of Steam. This was the only one that they said will come out in 2024. Uh, they confirmed that some puzzle maker group that people really liked from the previous games is making the puzzles for this game. I had never heard of that before, but I guess different puzzle making groups made different puzzles for different Layton games. I don't fucking know. Uh, people are excited about this because the last one that came out was about Leighton's daughter and it was like a huge time skip. I guess that didn't pan out for them. And so they're going back to this is like right after the previous Leighton game. Um, so I don't know. Those games never truly appealed to me. I always thought they were interesting, but then I would get sick of solving 900 puzzles in a row. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's cool for those people. Uh, Megaton Musashi, once again, a game that I imported from Japan because I thought it would never come out in the U.S. Everyone can thank me because every time I fucking do that, they decide to localize these games. Megaton Musashi is basically a uh, custom robo, but level five It's just you get there are big mechs, alien invade, aliens invade, you beat the shit out of their mechs with your mechs. 
there are children characters who are the pilots uh <coughs> it's like a 3d battle arena where you customize robots okay um this was another one of level five's attempts to try to revitalize themselves after yokai watch they did snack world which did not work and then they did megaton musashi it bombed in japan and then they didn't release it anywhere else um and they tried to like reboot it as like a free-to-play game which also did not work and now there is this which is like i think the original one that i have but with like more content and some different stuff in it anyways they're bringing it out globally uh so that is interesting i would give that a play because i actually liked the japanese version quite a bit um fantasy life i the girl who steals time is a sequel to fantasy life which was level five's very successful 3ds game where you you do everything in this fucking game man i don't know you like do carpentry and farming it's like animal crossing harvest moon stardew valley but also monster fighting with like everything else you could possibly imagine is this the game i remember it was a long time ago on your 3ds like you took like a screenshot of something somebody like being obsessed with wood yes i was a carpenter and i was chopping wood yeah that was the okay because i just remember like there was a line that you were like it it was just like it, it the translation team didn't do a, the best do- job with that one. Nope, but that was, yes, that okay. was the original Fantasy Life. I There was, like, a mobile sequel in Japan uh, that never came out anywhere else, I don't think. Uh, this one looks cool. Um, it looks closer to, like, what you do in Dark Cloud, uh, which was also a level five game on the PlayStation two where like, instead of just you doing these jobs and customizing your house, like everybody's shit got fucked up and you get to like completely rebuild the village. However you want. Oh, interesting. Like the people will ask like, Oh, like I need a house, but it has to have a forge in it. And you like make that kind of stuff. It seems really cool. Uh, that one also globally makes sense. Cause the first one was very successful. And then the final one, which is the one I am the most excited for is Deca police, um, which is a weird turn-based game about future cops <laughs> where they go into virtual reality and turn into animals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get, if you have, if no one has seen this trailer, you gotta watch the trailer. Are you looking for your switch? Okay. Uh sorry. No, it's um, okay. It it if you haven't seen the trailer you got to watch it. It's fucking buck wild. And like it's like Pokemon but with catching thieves. It looks like uh, like you, you do turn-based battles and then when they get like low enough you like magically throw the super future um handcuffs type things. Handcuffs okay. and like catch them. Okay. It's fucking weird. And this one is coming to uh ps4 ps5 and i i don't know if it's coming to switch i can't remember but definitely ps4 and ps5 and it, i i'm excited for this one because it just like level five games something about them aesthetically always speaks to me and then they like they go wicked hard with content and like they try to do with more content than you humanly should in the product uh it looks it looks interesting i don't know if it's gonna be any good but like i'll play a turn-based rpg i was gonna i was gonna say like on its surface it's just another turn-based rpg but at least they're doing something unique with it so yeah it's just you're like solving all kinds of weird future murders but then sometimes you get trapped in cyberspace Mm -hmm. as a cat man i don't fucking know it it looks so weird but they they had announced this uh at a couple Nintendo Directs ago. Oh, so yeah, never mind. It would come as a Switch if it's on a Nintendo Direct. That makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's very weird all of this stuff because like they're saying it's come they're all coming out globally, but level five closed their US studio Do you think for localization and before for Yokai Watch, Nintendo was doing those localizations for Snack World and Yokai Watch? And obviously Nintendo's not doing it this time right. because Inazuma Eleven, Megaton Musashi, Fantasy Life, and Deca Police are all coming out on PlayStation 4 and potentially some of them said PlayStation 5. I don't know why Inazuma 11 says PS4 only. All the other ones said PS5 as well. So maybe Inazuma just doesn't have any type of enhancement for PS5. I, I don't know. Um, and I think Layton is Switch only, maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, who was localizing that? I couldn't tell you. I, I think there was one, maybe it was Layton, where they listed the localization company, which was someone I had never heard of. But I doubt one localization company can do five games at once. Yeah, maybe they found that it was just cheaper to outsource it to different places depending on the game. I Who knows? It, it could be. Like, if one of these comes out and it's like, oh, like, 8.4 is localizing it, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. I mean, but I, I just feel like four games in one year, like, that's a lot for... It is. Usually localization studios are small, so, like, I don't know. It is, but, like, it sounds like Megaton Musashi is just a remake of a game. Inazuma 11 is just kind of compiling a bunch of games together. Like maybe it's just not as much like work. <sighs> maybe it's not. I mean, Inazuma 11 is wild because if you have to localize all that text in English. That's disgusting. I mean, they technically have done it, right? Except for, yes, they did it for five of the six games. Yeah. So I, they could so. at least pull from that, I guess. I, yeah for like names and move things i don't know it's just it's it's very weird like all of it especially because their games are very text heavy it, it's just one of those things where it's weird at least deca police looks like it's also voice acted quite mm. a bit so we'll see i don't know but check out the deca police trailer it's bizarre all right i was, I was like what the fuck am i watching right now mm. um yeah so i level five trying to make it big again i of course they teased the deca police anime because they have to do weird cross media shit with every one of their franchises like it's gotta have toys gotta have an anime gotta have a fucking video game that fails for inazuma and megaton musashi did it fail like i thought the inazuma like anime wasn't good it was good, and it succeeded up until the, like, fourth game for them, and then they kept going, and people were like, hey, you put out this, this incrementally different games every year for six years. What's up with that? And so it worked until it didn't work, at least. with the Yeah, same, same, same thing with Yokai Watch. Like, Yokai Watch was the most successful thing ever until they, like, way oversaturated the market with, like, 40 games. And uh, they recently put out a tweet saying like, hey, Yokai Watch isn't dead, but we're just like taking a break to go back to the drawing board to make something new and exciting for all y'all Yokai Watch fans. So that'll that'll come back within the next couple of years as well. But it's one of those things where they really seemed like they were in a tough spot, especially with like Inazuma was supposed to be out like three, four years ago, and they rebooted it so many times internally, and Megaton Musashi did not do well. Snack World did not do well. Yokai Watch is, is failing as to capture like it used to. And they had stopped really making Layton games after that last Layton game did not seem to capture people's attention. It was like rough for them and them closing studios and things like that. So it's just 
when they came out swinging and were like, hey, man, four games this year. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if this is like a last ditch effort. Just get everything we can get out and see yeah. if we can save the company. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, Leighton will sell a fuckload because people love those games and so will Fantasy Life because it was very popular in the West and in Japan. So those two at least, uh, but I, I couldn't tell you about the others. I, I'm sure the Deca Police anime will be fine, just like the Yokai Watch anime was fine. I'm sure Snack World was fine. Not that I'm going to watch those, but like, I'm sure they were okay for the kid audience they were targeted towards for sure but at least with deca police it sounds unique so it does it it looks unique as well so i it it has potential to be cool i I don't know i'm i'm excited and what i what i think is weird about megaton musashi is they had a previous like custom robot a series called LBX, but they were about like kids making little model robots to fight. Whereas Megaton Musashi is basically that same exact game concept, except they're just big robots. Okay. <laughs> so I like, I don't know why you wouldn't just like make a new LBX game, but I, I don't know, whatever. Try to, try to get new stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah, I get And maybe the LBX was just, wasn't that strong of a name. Yeah, that is, that is possible. And they had already done the same thing they did with Inazuma, where like the first two were successful, and then I think they made four. Mm-hmm. Only one of those ended up coming out in the U.S. Because, uh, yeah, a lot of them were for PSP, and that just didn't do well here. But then the one that did come out was for 3DS. That game was okay. I liked it. Uh, but, yeah, I would assume it did very poorly, just like most of the other stuff that they had tried to do around that time. Uh, yeah, so that's really, that's it for the news. I don't know. I The Level 5 Vision stuff I was very excited for. The Inazuma trailer, I was just, as it was mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. and then they said, you can recruit every character, 4,500 plus characters. I My mind actively exploded. I was like, what? what? <laughs> At a certain point, you're like, this might be too much, guys. Like, Well, it, it was like, I it was like I was already overwhelmed with choice paralysis when there were 1,200. What the fuck am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It is cool to be like to see like, oh, play this specific team and they show like the original Inazuma 11 one final team. It's like, oh, those guys. And it'll be cool to see other ones. They they should some from Galaxy, the game that never came out uh, in Europe. Um, so it was never actually localized. So people will finally be able to see those characters localized uh, and they can finally shut the fuck up and stop asking me if i know that there is an english fan translation of it uh no one will ever leave me alone though and i'm definitely not going to stream this one because i would rather have fun while playing inazuma this time but you know well your life has completely changed it it is it's a lot it's a lot different but also one of the reasons that i kept streaming inazuma before was because like it's not easy to stream from a 3ds you know what i mean like he had to send it away to get a capture card and all that kind of stuff but now like it'll be on ps4 you just hit the fucking stream button any any chungus can get in there and be like it's me streaming inazuma every week so i yeah yeah i think that's different too but we'll see oh you're absolutely right i mean it would be way easier for you but at the same time i 
Yeah, but I mean, also, like, even then, then people are like, well, you can't stream from Switch. And it's like, well, just go buy a fucking Elgato for 200 bucks if it's that important to you. You know what I mean? I don't even think you have to spend $200. Oh, no, you could could do it for way cheaper, especially because you could just get a fucking Switch emulator illegally <laughs> obviously but like switch emulators just work oh do they so you so you could just like fucking go get one and just stream it straight through obs so like whatever i don't know um so yeah i don't know it's just a weird one uh so yeah that'll do it for the news portion we can get into what we have been playing uh did you only really play the the dead space I played a little Assassin's Creed, like I think like last week, but I primarily played through Dead Space. Uh, I finished it for a third time. Hell yeah. Thursday. I still want to replay it one more time because I want to do just um, with, I can't think of the name right now, but the starter pistol basically. Oh, the plasma Pla- cutter. The plasma cutter. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I need, I want to go for that achievement. At that point, I'll pretty much have every single achievement on Xbox, other than like beating it on impossible mode, which I don't want to do that. Is that the same as the previous one where like you can only save three times? Uh, most likely, yes. Yeah, that That okay. is not part of the New Game Plus. Uh, one of the big changes they made for New Game Plus is the original, you could only take like a New Game Plus into the same difficulty setting. So if you had like a an easy New Game Plus, you could only take that New Game Plus into easy again. They did yeah. make it so you could like start easy, go medium, go hard, which is what I did. So my last playthrough was on hard. Uh, but I can't take that, that. I can't take that stuff into impossible mode, which I'm perfectly fine with. I, I think people who beat it on impossible mode should really earn it. I'm sure that's something uh, Scott's going to do. If he, I'm sure he already did it. If he hasn't already done it. Uh, but that does not intrigue me, so I'm perfectly fine just beating it the four times and you know calling it there. It yeah. f- fantastic game. Uh, and then like I ended Thursday, and then you know I knew my girlfriend was coming this weekend, so I, I've just been kind of like taking a little break from games because I know Resident Evil is coming out in a couple weeks anyway, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of enjoying. With my last job, I was in bed by 8.30, so I never really got to watch hockey. So I've been just, like, getting home and watching hockey at night, and that's been fantastic as well. That's so, cool. Uh, just taking a little bit of a break from games. I played. I feel like I just played a ton last year, and then, like, at the beginning of this year with just Rock Band and just a ton of other stuff. So, you know, every, you know, every couple of weeks, maybe just taking, like, a week off or so can just be a good mental reset. Um, I don't know what I'm going to play next and i think that's another thing uh because i do want to check out hi-fi rush yes uh that 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 game just seems really awesome and i know if i wait too long all of a sudden i'm just gonna have this like whole backlog of games from just this year that i need to check out so Mm -hmm. uh because this weekend we've been playing uh, or we've been watching the harry potter series Mm -hmm. uh so i just i have a feeling that's going to get me to want to play uh hogwarts legacy Mm mm-hmm uh, which is something I know you've been playing, or at least your girlfriend has. Uh, I beat it. Oh, did you? Uh, well, so first I I got the platinum trophy in Theatre of Them, uh, which I wasn't originally like planning on doing, but when I realized that I could do it, I did. It was a pain in the ass, and some of the stuff was like way above the difficulty level that I could do, so I cheesed it a little bit. Um, but I I was able to do it once I figured out that I could actually get the 
one of the trophies that I thought would be impossible. And I, I worked to get that. I got everything that I could get. So I got the platinum and theater rhythm. And then I was how, like, how do you cheese a, a, a rhythm game? Um, so there is a, you can play on the hardest difficulty that it needed me to play at for certain things with simple mode on where you only have to push one button. Oh, and because I had a level 99 team, I could afford to fuck up without failing as much. Okay. So I could like, it'd be like, Oh, beat the song on ultimate and I could beat it, but I wouldn't be good. And it wasn't necessarily fun. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was able to do the couple of times it needed me to do that. Okay. Uh, Because, like, it's so weird because, like, the standard difficulty is too easy. And then Expert, which is the second difficulty, feels correct. Like, it feels like the most fun to play. And then there is something about the jump between Expert to Ultimate that is, like, not right like it just it is some of the songs are just way too hard and then only really specific songs have a difficulty higher than that thank god it didn't make me do anything on that but i i could really i can do totally fine and get triple s scores on all the expert songs it's just the ones above that that are like i don't know how anyone could do this do you think in your younger years you could have or even then you're just like i don't know it, it also just like something about the way you have to do notes in it. Like when you have to move them too fast, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's very weird. And I saw other, many other people being like, yeah, I don't know. Experts really cool. And then ultimate is like, not. So I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then I, Yakuza Ishin came out. Sorry. Like a dragon as they're changing it to now. Um, and I, I got that and I was like, oh, I have to continue my tradition of beating every game I bought this year. But then I was like, OK, well, I'll beat Hogwarts Legacy first. And I did that and it was OK. It's fine. I, I don't know. And I accidentally got the good ending. <laughs> uh, well, because you, you like beat it. And right. then I guess they say like, oh, get to like level 35 to get the true ending. And I was at level 36. Oh, okay. so I just I just went right to it because I had done. I think I did every side quest in the game except one. And it was because I didn't want to watch a guide looking for all these things that I had already found to find the one I was missing. Oh, um, so I just did not do that. But outside of that, I my feelings are the same in the end. I think that the overall plot is not great. Um, the exploring of Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, I think, is really cool. The open world itself, I think, blows it's just like weirdly wide open and the stuff you do in it is not that exciting. Um, I still, until the end of the game had the weird issue where 99% of the gear I was finding was weaker than what I already had. Uh, but I do think at a certain point, like the combat is pretty good. Um, once you like figure out the spells you want to use, the combat can be pretty fun with like countering and doing stuff like that. There are a couple of like high level combat challenges that were pretty fun to do. Are they, are you talking like more like boss battles or are they like challenges? No, they are. They were like, there are two in the game. You like go to these statues and it's like seven waves of enemies. And because enemies scale to your level, it's like always difficult no matter what. Okay. Uh, so you just got to like learn the system mechanics to get through it. They're pretty long too. Like I, it, for, it doesn't tell you how many waves there are. And after like wave six, you're like, how many more waves are there? <laughs> what is happening? I'm barely surviving. Um, but yeah, it, that, that part ends up being pretty good. You don't necessarily have to 
like super engaged with the battle system the way you could uh just because a lot of the enemies are, tend to be weaker or like uh, there are certain ways to exploit weaknesses and things like that but um yeah it's cool i got kind of into the capturing animals to i did not start breeding them but you can do that to make a ton of money when you sell them i mean do you need I, money uh yes and no i you need money to like put like runes in your armor basically and i just like didn't do that but you didn't really need to do that you... no you didn't really need to do that i caught some shiny beasts matt okay like pokemon there's rare ones that are shiny variants caught a shiny thestral it's a slightly different color that was pretty cool do you even um, see it though or because you've seen you murder people? you see murder happen right in the first scene of the game okay so you do you okay. see these see see the thestrals very cool which i guess you do you kill things in the like throughout the like when, when yeah okay so that's one of the most like narratively dissonant things ever is they're like oh my god the unforgivable curses it's so bad if you use them and then you're just over here literally like incinerating people's bodies with lightning okay. every six seconds okay I, and everyone's like no that's fine though but Hmm. you can't can't use crucio okay that's what i was i was literally gonna ask is if they have like some like it's like pokemon the the people faint but they don't die but like they're dead. no you're like they get fucking they get fucking vaporized okay. half the time yeah, and you're just like okay well they're dead like mm -hmm. we're just killing hundreds of dark wizards over here but crucio that's a bridge too far okay that's yeah so, it's a, that's it's an unspeakable a, curse it's unspeakable <laughs> Yeah, and so I chose not you you can choose not to learn any of the unspeakable curses and I did that, but like it doesn't matter at all, I guess. Mm, mm. So you can still so, get the good ending as long as you hit 35, you're good. Yeah, the, I I chose not to and then like sometimes in battle you would you get like side objectives like I'll oh, use the spell on this enemy even though I chose not to learn any of those ones for the unforgivable spells would still show up at random. And I was like, well that feels kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know yeah i always hate when like the games is like hey you're just taking away content you're taking content away from yourself for this, for this. yeah and i man there's there's one character i i don't want to spoil this for people but like I, my girlfriend kept seeing like tiktoks about like oh my god this character's like so hot and i love them and they're so cool and they're like the best character in the game those people did not beat it 100 percent guaranteed that character ended up being like the most unsuff in insufferable, unlikable character by the end of that game. Interesting. That I was just like, this is crazy. I don't know how anyone could like this character. Just like from the jump, it also seemed very obvious to me that they were going to become a shithead. Right. And so then like as it kept going and then they were like weirdly racist and stuff, it, it was very odd to me <laughs> at the end of the game where I was like, mm, I don't know that anyone saw this part. <laughs> But yeah, I it's it's a fine open world game. And like, I do think the the aspect of exploring Hogwarts and stuff is very neat. Uh, that's kind of what I like. I just watching these movies. It, I, that's kind of all I care about more is just kind of exploring Hogwarts. It, just exploring like the more like the areas you want to explore, you know? Yeah. Because I never really uh, played uh, Hog like any of the Harry Potter games growing up. Because I, I, yeah, I was. I, I didn't really either. The only one that I ever ended up playing with literally like the Sorcerer's Stone PC game. And I'm sure it wasn't. I don't know. Those games no, were never it, good. 
it was okay. I people tell me that the, the Goblet of Fire game on PS2 and GameCube was actually pretty sick. Okay. But I never ended up getting it back then. I remember also reading, seeing guides for it in Nintendo Power and being like, oh, this doesn't look like garbage. I Even as a kid, I learned, all kids learn, like, all movie games suck. So Yeah, I, I, like, they put out, like, dozens and dozens of Harry Potter games. I think there were, like, two outside of this one that people liked, which was Goblet of Fire, and there was a Chamber of Secrets turn-based RPG on the Game Boy. I bet the, the, the Lego <laughs> ones were fine. The Lego ones are probably fine, right? I mean, Lego games are always a base level of quality of, like, I don't know, whatever. I, I played part of Lego Harry Potter 1 with Calvin, I think. And that's just, like, a turn off your brain and just do this, like... Oh, yeah. And I, uh, the fact that I literally can remember nothing from it probably says something about that. But my guess is it played like every other Lego game. What? Yeah. <laughs> Except lamer <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Harry Potter. No, I, I just feel like all of them are lame compared to like the ones where you use superheroes. Like once I once you fly around the world as Superman and Lego Batman, too, I feel like all other Lego games were ruined for me. Uh Star Wars was okay, I guess. Well, yeah, like the original Lego Star Wars I really liked, but yeah, I don't know. Something about Lego Batman 2, that was the peak for me. Mm, I think the peak for me was uh, Lego City Undercover. Oh, yes, I never played that still, but I own it. You played my copy. I played your copy. (laughs) Um, I enjoyed that. Because that was just like a unique story, at least. Yeah, and I guess when I say Lego games, I don't count like Lego Island 1 and 2. Lego Island 2 is fucking sick. I had Lego Island 1. Uh, Lego Island 1 is is weird, but 2 is much more of a real game. Yeah, Lego Island 1, I remember being confused every time I played it as a kid. Yeah, you gotta gotta catch the Brickster. It's tough work out there. He comes back in 2, you gotta get him again. Um, So yeah, I beat... Hogwarts Legacy, and then I was supposed to play Yakuza Ishin, and then I said, I'm not going to play this right now. I don't feel like it. So I put it on the shelf, and then the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC came out, and I played that for a long time. And it is so good. I was going to say, and it plays amazing. I don't know anything about it, it, but I know it plays amazing. Yeah, I mean, just going back into Dead Cells, like I had bought most of the DLC, but never really interacted with it. So like the amount of content with this and four DLC packs is like absurd. And the free updates, like they did free updates to add like weapons from every indie game character that exists, like Hollow Knight's nail and Hyper Light Drifter's sword and gun and shit. Uh, Shovel Knight's shovel and armor, things like that that you can get randomly when you're going through the first area. So I don't have all of them yet, but I have a decent amount now. Um, And yeah, they like each each individual one added like some added more like early game options, some added more late game options. Uh, I one of the other new final bosses, I can get to the penultimate boss and get absolutely dumpstered because it's three enemies fighting you at once. Uh, it's all very cool, but the the Castlevania DLC was why I was there, and they set it up so that um, y- you know exactly where to go. Basically, uh, once you, I think it's once you die three times. I think no matter what, once you install, you have to die three times, and then you'll be able to find Richter Belmont in the first area, and he will say like, "Hey, man, I'm hunting Dracula." come help me out and then you follow him down these stairs and you go to dracula's castle 
and you you fight through there. It's got the sickest Castlevania music remixes you've ever heard. You're fighting Castlevania enemies. They drop blueprints for Castlevania weapons like the cross, the whip, the sword whip, uh, holy water, death scythe, shit like that. Um, you go through, you talk to him. Uh, you end up meeting Alucard and he's like, hey, we got to kill my dad. Let's go. Uh, and then there is like a secret room where you could meet Maria from uh, Symphony of the Night and you can get her cat as a little uh, as a pet and it can turn into a giant tiger and fuck shit up. Uh, I'm under the impression that you can get Alucard's sword as well because he keeps saying to me every time I talk to him, have you seen my sword? Uh, and I haven't, but I would like to because Alucard's sword is fucking tight. Um, and so you, you go through the first two areas, which is like the outskirts of Dracula's castle and then Dracula's castle. Uh, and what happens is you then get pulled down into a fight with death. Once you beat death, which took me forever to do, uh, it just turns back into a normal run of dead cells. And then when it's over, Alucard is back at the beginning and he says, Hey man, not the real Dracula's castle. Uh, and so I have not done this part yet, but I guess you can also get to the true Dracula's castle by beating the clock tower room where you fight the, the boss yes. in the clock tower room, yes. which I, I normally would go to on every run. And since trying to get there, I never get there, which is upsetting. But I had gotten there like 40 times <laughs> in the course of playing this time. Uh, but I guess when you get there, then you go through the same two levels again, but they're harder. And then you fight Dracula. Okay. Um. And it, so the other Dead Cells DLCs cost like five bucks each. This one costs 12 and it is about the same amount of content. And I believe that is just because of licensing. I was going to say, I mean, like they're paying for, you know, Castlevania. Yeah. And like, obviously the Castlevania music happens only in the Castlevania parts, but you can go into the menu and just turn on Castlevania music checkbox and then it makes the whole game have the castlevania remixes oh cool um which is very cool uh but yeah the the weapons are very fun you literally can just become alucard richter and maria and uh death and dracula after you unlock their costumes um there is a separate mode where you play as richter uh there are guides on how to do that you have to like get to the second dracula's castle and then do a bunch of weird shit and he just has his whip and the cross i believe uh, and that's all that's all you get. And I don't really know much more about how that mode works, um, but it is very cool. And outside of that, I wasn't necessarily like after I realized how the Castlevania stuff worked, I was doing all of the other stuff like the Dead Sea Witch and all, whatever the fuck all the other ones are called. Dead Cells rules, man. I was going to so ask. Fuck, it's so fucking good. You just like as soon as you roll through a door, you're like, oh, this game. It's so good and it feels good. I probably could have done a lot more if I hadn't insisted on staying on the one boss cell mode. The hard oh, mode. Right. I, pr I pr probably could have gone back down to normal to like at least see some more of the content. But I just felt like I shouldn't do that. Um and you only get certain blueprints uh, with more boss cells. So you, you get way more souls at least. And like yes. just the amount of shit that I have available to unlock to me right now, Matt is disgusting. Just like 40 costumes, which I haven't been doing because I would rather get the weapons and stuff first, like 30 mutations. <laughs> like it's, it's just fucked up how much stuff I can get because, you know, when you haven't played for all of the expansions and you run through, it's like you're picking up a blueprint every fucking six feet. 
I there is a secret bank area that you can get to now, and I got to the end of this weird jump puzzle, and now I can wear a suit if I want to. It's just there's so much. There's so much. I was it hard getting back into it, or was it you know like riding a bike? No, I was like riding a bike. I you know I picked up some weapons and were like, oh yeah, I get this. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I got right back into it. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. I mean, like now there's all kinds of shit, man. There's a sunken ship and a lighthouse and ooh, it's cool. There you can kill a giant, all sorts of shit now. Yeah, I haven't um, touched Dead Space since it officially because there was it was originally an early access. Yes, and then I did I played it when it officially dropped, and I really haven't played it since it like officially dropped. Yeah. So so like yeah, you could get at least on Steam the there's a bundle with all the DLC that was like twenty bucks I think, um and that adds so much content like holy fuck you just get overwhelmed immediately. I was gonna say it's probably it. See, I tried that with Destiny a few months ago and I was like <laughs> I am overwhelmed with how much shit. I so don't know where. At I least am. Destiny is just confusing, confusing in general, confusing. but at least Dead Cells you know what you were doing. Yes, it's still it's still the same. It's just like there are more enemies and more like routes through the game, like way more routes through the game. So yeah, I think Dead Cells like you just kind of pay the $20, get everything. And then just kind of like every run, you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. But like, and now in the main area, in the beginning, there are like a bunch of doors with characters in there who will like, let you train against bosses and let you do boss rush mode. And like, look at all these costumes and do all this crazy shit. There's so many different things now. It's crazy, but it's very cool. I like it. Uh, and so I when I burned myself out playing Dead Cells for like 20 more hours, I was like, should I play Yakuza Ishin now? Now is the time. And instead I said, I don't feel like it. What if I started Marvel's Midnight Suns? <laughs> oh, God. And then I started Marvel's Midnight Suns, Matt. And let me tell you what this game. I love this game. Oh, fuck. It's such a good game. I, I love it so much. I, I, I know I would love it. I know it. I want to have its baby at this moment is what I would say. I like there is something so relaxing to me about coming home from a long day of work and just hanging out with Blade in the Abbey. And you're like, ah, yes, I love hanging out with Blade Uh, or Magic or Iron Man or whoever the fuck happens to want to hang out. And then you go into the battles and the battles are like weirdly simple but also complex at the same time i at first was like oh i don't think this card system is going to work for me but it very it works um it it works really well so like you bring three heroes into battle you get a hand of like five cards and certain cards that go to certain heroes i think each hero has a deck of i want to say eight cards um and so the way it works is some cards just cost you get three actions per turn three cards to play um some cards are just free and give you hero points and then some cards cost a certain amount of hero points to play obviously the more hero points they cost to play the better they are um and so like certain cards will be called like oh see it's hard to explain without like people having seen it so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. You start, you have three heroes and say there is a map full of like five guys. They're usually Hydra soldiers. 
three of those five Hydra soldiers will just be regular rando dudes who have no health bar. And the two others will like have a health bar. The guys with the health bar, you have to hit multiple times, but the other guys, if you hit them once they die. Um, And so you like to try to keep some of the other guys around because you can knock enemies into other enemies to do damage. And some cards will be called like, Oh, it's a quick strike and if you kill something with a quick strike you then get your card action back so you can make a different another play so you basically have to try to do all these weird chains of like killing some of the insta kill guys to like get more hero points to play bigger cards uh and you also get true read two redraws per turn so like if you have no cards that are usable you can redraw twice And then each character just has like wild, weird, unique mechanics like Iron Man's cards will say like, oh, this card does 13 damage. But if you try to redraw it, it will add knockback. And so like then you try to redraw that card and it doesn't obviously go back to your deck. It just adds knockback. But that's like a unique to Iron Man thing. Okay, cool. So there's stuff like that or like Blade will have cards that are like all of his cards just do a bunch of damage. But some of his cards will be like, oh, if you play this, the next two blade cards you draw will also add bleed. Um, and then you start making people bleed and then blade has other cards that are like, oh, if they're bleeding, you do extra a shitload of extra damage or like also lifesteal. Uh, and then I bought the DLC because okay, I'm great. a sicko of course, of course, and the, yeah. the DLC cost 50 bucks. But for me, it cost 10 because mm-hmm. of my PlayStation credit, uh, because like it's like other fucking for games where it doesn't add the stuff like in a good way, really. It adds it. So it's like meant to be done through your playthrough of the game, really. I, it sounds like it, but like a lot of for games are made to be replayed. But like this is like a 70 hour game. Who wants to replay a 70 hour game? Exactly. So I was like, I don't know. The two characters that are out so far are Deadpool and Venom. And I was like, ah, oh, Venom seems cool. Uh, and so I didn't get Venom yet, but I got Deadpool. His whole thing is he has an Enfuego meter. Every time he kills an enemy, he gets one point of Enfuego. First, you need to kill one, and then you need to kill two, and then you need to kill three to get to level three in Fuego. And uh, his cards all have weird Enfuego modifiers where they do way more damage if he's on fire, quote unquote. Uh, and what I love about Deadpool is that I find him to be annoying, and most people in real life really like him as a character. Right. Uh, I like. I would like to report here that everyone in this game hates him. <laughs> uh as you like are going through it's captain marvel is like your mission head person so if she's not with you she's usually talking to you through the comms and she like refuses to tell you about deadpool she's like "Eh, i'm gonna stay silent you figure him out and then at the end of the mission you're like oh i'm gonna bring him back and you just hear blade screaming no (laughs) okay (laughs) over the walkie it's it's one of those things where like it doesn't take itself too seriously and where i realized that was one of the first uh, like hangout conversations with blade your question is so is your name blade and you play as a random, a custom, fully customizable character named the Hunter. And your guys like, so is your name really Blade? And he goes, I don't know, man. Is your name really the Hunter? And you go, yes, it is. And he goes, no, it's not. Like, there's no fucking way. And he says, yes, my name was the Hunter from birth. And Blade just goes, 
you know what? I'm not telling you my name. <laughs> like, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's that from that moment on, I knew it was not very serious. And like, I don't know. They get Yuri Lowenthal voice of Spider-Man uh, and he does his fun quips as usual. Nolan North voices Deadpool like he has since Marvel three. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I like it a lot. The exploring of the Abbey and hanging out with the heroes is cool. And there's all kinds of XCOM esque stuff of like researching new shit to get new cards or like to be able to level up people to be able to get different kinds of missions to modify missions there's an illegal amount of content in this game and you can do the thing where it's like oh you just like do a random mission that's not a story mission and i was doing those a lot and then the game said nah fuck you and it threw one of the boss enemies in one of those random missions that i didn't know was gonna be there so like the only boss that i well now i fought venom and Sabretooth, but before then i had only fought venom and it's just like oh it's this regular mission no problem and then venom comes in and i was like uh excuse me Mm. and then the game was like yeah dog they can just come in sometimes and i was like oh fuck i did win but it was a, it was tough. Um, is it a game where you can kind of like watch something else or like listen to a podcast, or is it something that like it's pretty strategic and you need to focus on the game? No, you could you could definitely watch a podcast, watch something, or listen to a podcast. When you're just in the battles, you you just I don't know, you get into like a weird flow state of right. like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. Um, sometimes the story missions are kind of hard because if you fight the bosses in the story missions, they have like multiple lives. Mm. so it's like you have to like down them twice or three times which can be a huge pain in the ass and reinforcements come in every turn so it's not like super narrative focused either it just kind of i mean it does have a lot of narrative in it but it's like hey lilith is bad Mm. okay and certain heroes show up to help it's weird because like there's the midnight suns characters who are like less known outside of blade there's like uh magic who is colossus's sister she's more of the magic thing uh nico from the runaways she like uses a weird magic blood staff and then the new version of ghost rider who's like this uh spanish dude who really loves muscle cars uh and then like it's like some of it is like the tension between them and the Avengers just showing up to be like, Oh, we have to beat this, but then they don't like respect the midnight suns as much. I don't know. It's weird. Like you, you start the game and it's like the, basically the Avengers people are, uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man and Dr. Strange. And then it's the four midnight suns people. Um, but then like you, over time you also get, Wolverine, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and the Hulk, I think. I I fought with Wolverine. I didn't unlock him yet. but um, So you have a lot of characters that you can end up choosing from. And it's one of those things where, like in XCOM, you know how characters would die. Yes. So like you wouldn't be able to use them or like there's always a risk to sending them on missions and stuff. The way they do that in this is if your characters get super fucked up, they get injured. And so then in the next fight, depending on how severe their injury was, it'll have certain modifiers. Like the first couple were no big deal. They were like, oh, like, I don't know. They like it takes them a little bit more hero points to do like environmental actions. I was like, Oh, whatever. And then I got one that was like, they can't use cards. And I was like, okay, that seems like a bad injury. (laughs) So I guess I won't bring them. Um, But 
you know, especially because I have the DLC characters adding, which over time will add four more characters that gives you more variety. Right. And they tried to make it so that like no one gets too far left behind in level. So they are always, I think, at minimum three levels below the main character. So if he goes up, it'll pull them up along with him to be a certain baseline. Okay. But I, I generally just find myself bringing three different characters to every battle. Um, because I, I think it's fun to try to find the synergies between them, and it's fun to not just use the same exact strategies every time. Well, and um, it, it it sounds like it's balanced enough that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like I, I'm excited to get Wolverine because he seems really good. Um, the way Venom works, I think, sounds fun as well. Uh, and then the remaining two DLC characters are Storm and Morbius. Uh, it's weird because the DLC story missions have to do with vampires. So th- it's like really focused on blade and Morbius and stuff, but that's cool. I'll, t- I'll take it. Oh, whatever. The, I, and the, those characters are inter- integrated well into the, the group. Like they wrote thousands and thousands of lines of dialogue of all of them interacting, even the DLC characters. So they, they don't feel like they're added as DLC. Other than the part where Deadpool constantly mentions that he's DLC. Okay. <laughs> because he breaks the fourth wall. So that, that stuff is kind of funny. Uh, like he, the main character, one of the questions you can ask Deadpool at first is he's like, you said you're DLC. What does that mean? And he says like Deadpool loaded content or something. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> of, course, of course. But he, he just like, some of the stuff he says is really funny, but it's also funny when everyone else is like, oh God, this guy, I fucking hate this guy. Um, and they like he makes jokes about how he can never take off his mask because the developers didn't have the budget to make his face. Okay. <laughs> Whereas like all the other characters definitely can take off their mask. Like Spider-Man, I thought was the same because he's like, I don't want you guys to know who I am. And then all of a sudden he took off his mask and was Peter Parker. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh, but Deadpool, no, never. So like literally there is a fucking lounge pool that they will go sit in in their swimsuits. And so... <laughs> You have Deadpool with his mask on with his fucking like weird mutilated legs and top half with swim trunks on. And he's just sitting there and he's like, I love to relax. And you're like, this fucking guy, this game. I don't know, man. Uh, But yeah, the the interactions are fun. It's 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 a really weird game. I've gotten way into it. So it's one of those things where it'll probably take me the rest of my life to beat. Um, and the reason I ended up getting the DLC is because it seems like they've been at the end of each month doing the DLC. So I figured Storm will probably come out next week or in two weeks. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like I could take a break from it and come back to it for sure. Like I would play Resident Evil when it comes out later this month and then just be like, all right, now time for some more Midnight Suns. Uh, which is like- probably the way to play that game without burning yourself out, taking a breaks here and there. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where like, it probably could be way farther in the story, but I just keep doing random missions to level up and get more research projects and all kinds of shit. So, well, yeah. And you couldn't do that in, in, um, XCOM because there yeah, was, like, you have a timer. Yes. yes. Right. So it's like, that's one of those things where I'm glad it doesn't have that because that kind of stuff stresses me out a little bit. Whereas I would much rather just be like, Oh, I don't know, go through this at my own pace, despite the fact that Lilith and the vampires are destroying the world. But Well, I think like I think XCOM is a different type of game as well. I think if you're making a superhero game, you have to make it a little bit 
a more balanced type of thing, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you can't add those like stressors. I think that would definitely yeah. turn people off. It's also one of those weird things where like the heroes definitely don't have the same abilities where it's like Captain Marvel would dumpster all of these people. <laughs> but because it's a strategy game, you have to like make her just as strong as like the chick who just has a weird blood staff. Right. Uh, so that that kind of stuff is funny. I, I hope that Hulk's abilities are just like busted as fuck. Like, I hope he just does like an absurd amount of damage. Um. Yeah, I, they're all very cool and unique. I I think it's a super cool game. I'm glad I decided to play it. It runs kind of like, but I did like th- that's not fair. In gameplay, it runs totally fine, but sometimes in cutscenes, it like chugs really weird. And I also have this bug that I don't know how to fix, but it drives me nuts. I might have to literally delete the game and re-download it. One of the main characters named the Caretaker her eye texture is fucked up and it blinks out of existence. Like there's just like a weird black square that is like a graphical glitch that like happens around her eye. I don't know why that happens, but it drives me insane. And every video I've seen of this game, that does not happen. So you're, so you're, you're thinking it. it's just a weird install on your end. Yeah. I think it might've just been some weird install problem or something, hmm. but Everything else works fine. Like in gameplay, it doesn't really slow down or anything, but sometimes in cutscenes, shit can pop off. Like when Wolverine was blowing up Sabretooth and things were exploding and it did not like that. Well, it, it's got to be better than XCOM. Yeah, yeah XCOM definitely. 2 specifically. XCOM 2 was amazing. I mean, yes, from, from what I saw you playing of that, it is much better than that. At mm-hmm. least it, like if it was in the gameplay, I would be much more bummed out about it, but because it, happens sometimes in the cutscenes, like ah whatever but But at the same time it's like you guys know that these cutscenes aren't working you have to yeah like like, (laughs) so maybe like figure out why and like change something i don't know yeah whatever yeah so that's that's what i've been playing and apparently will continue to play forever so cool um yeah I, I that definitely that's one of those games that's on my backlog, but it because of the length, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want to dive into that right now. Yeah. Uh, but this week I did want to do a part three. I know I did okay. discussed it. I wanted to do the top ten Assassin's Creed. I know I haven't beaten Black Flag yet, but I still have played an I've played probably close to seventy to eighty percent of the campaign at this point. And mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed games never end well. Yes. Uh, so I don't think like the ending is going to greatly change how I feel about the game. Anyway. It will not. Uh, so it, my assumption is people like this game because you just run around the world being a pirate and it's not necessarily the way the game ends or the, the story structure anyway. So I'm feeling confident I can, uh, uh, you know, rank all these games, even though I haven't finished all of them at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something you wouldn't mind doing? I don't think it's going to take a super long time. No, yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, but let's do uh, an Assassin's Creed top 10 since I've just finished this. And uh, the new one's going to be coming out here, most likely in the fall. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm trying. Uh, let me get to this screen here. Uh, I So we'll be doing this right in the um, in our spreadsheet. Yeah. So we got Assassin's Creed 1. I'll try to do this by memory as best I can here. 
So we got Assassin's Creed 1. We have Assassin's Creed 2. Then we have uh, Brotherhood. Uh, Revelations. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why am I writing them all out? I'll just write Revelations. Uh, <laughs> uh, three. I, I guess I should probably write three. Because uh, it's it, there's no... It's just three, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's Black Flag. It's like technically that is Assassin's Creed Float 4 Black Flag. Yes, it is. Um, and then Unity. Unity. Uh, and then. Um, what the fuck was Syndicate. the. Syndicate, but no, I'm trying to think of what was the. Oh, the one that came out with Unity. Um, yeah. Rogue? Assassin's Creed Rogue. I played some of that. Uh, and then after Syndicate, that's when they did their three Chronicles. Yes, there was also Liberation uh, at the same time as three. Neither one of us have played Liberations. That is true. I'm only going to do uh, Chronicles China. Okay. Because I didn't finish the other two and I didn't particularly like the other two. And I still didn't even know the other two came out. I oh. remember you telling me that and yep. me being shocked by that. Mm -hmm. Yep, they all came out. Uh, they were all released on one DVD, uh, like a like a I guess a on disc, all, all yeah, together yeah. on disc. Uh, so then there was Syndicate, and then they did the Three Chronicles, and then it was uh, Origins, Odyssey, and then Valhalla. Is there anything I am missing? Unto brother, uh no other than liberation which neither one of us played oh uh, yeah liberation uh and then i guess they did like a shitty mobile game at one point i don't know anything about that um i think that was like a tie-in to the first one, one or something yeah yeah, yeah. uh so it was it was two because you could like get additional <clears throat> shit to like send your assassins on missions oh, okay uh either way the, i feel like the 13 we have here the top 10 list is going to consist of like these 13 um yes. i would cut the first one right off the bat just get it right out of there yes i i did it was it was not good it had some good ideas but like it is a tough game to go back to mm -hmm. um i guess i would say cut chronicles china but unless you really liked it i actually like thought that was just a fun like 2d platformer that was like kind of like a stealthy 2d platformer i could maybe see that like being 10th with that being said, I did not care for Rogue, so I. Would I was be... gonna say, would you cut like Rogue and? Um, I'm kind Revelations? of Revelations. I think, or did you like Revelations? I'm trying to think. I think three. I might like dislike three more than Revelations. Oh, I forget the three socks a lot. Yeah, I would cut three before Revelations. That's fair. I, I don't like Assassin's Creed 3. I, I don't know a lot of people who like did enjoy that game, to be honest. And then my other question was like, I know you played, uh, you liked Odyssey. Yes. Did you like Valhalla? I mean, you 
Do you play it at all? What did she play? I I can tell you, like we have our ten here. We cut Assassin's Creed one, or Assassin's Creed. Oh, Rogue, there were three, and yeah, we're at I, three. So we. But that was my three. question. Uh, but still, that question still stands. I remember you playing a lot of it. But I get to be like, ah. I, it's gonna be low on this list. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, not gonna okay, be okay. super high. Uh, spoilers for that. That uh, makes sense. But did you? Uh, do you think Chronicles China then would be 10 or do you like it more than some of these other ones? Because I guess to me, it is like the least Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. I'm uh, sure. Uh, but at the same time, are there ones that you feel very passionate about? For instance, Unity. Uh, how are you? Feeling? I mean, I, I really don't like Unity, but right. I know that you like it more than I do for sure. I so like I think in the end, because of me not having played uh, most of these looking at this list most of these which is shocking to say uh you would i would you would probably say syndicate is the highest or one of the highest i i, I mean we can kind of go through what we normally do just kind of do one at a time and just say like yeah um uh, for me let's just do it that way so we're not like uh, like playing the card too much assassin's creed 2 i i would say that's like a top four for me as someone who played the first part of that game like four times, you are required by law to say that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, for me, it's a top four. I don't know about you. Uh, Brotherhood? Yeah. Uh, no, oh, two, two. Oh, two, sure. Okay. Uh, Brotherhood also. Bro- Brotherhood, absolutely. For me, Black Flag is probably more middle, lower. I'll, I'll say middle because I don't think I'll win that fight. I, I, as someone who's playing it, I don't think you would like it today. That's fair. I do not think you like, I think you would play the story missions and be like, this isn't as good as I remember. I think it gets overblown because of like revelations was disappointing. And three was really bad where this was just like, Hey, this is, it has fun Assassin's Creed elements, but those are just like the open world and not the main game. It also was a launch PS4 title. It was also that. So uh, Chronicles, we'll just put it like at the, towards wow. the bottom. Uh, I'm okay with that, but I do think I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odyssey, I would say probably top top five. Okay, I'm I'm thinking like we'll just do like a, a like top five for that. Origins, like I don't think it's as good as Odyssey, but I think it's like in around that conversation. I think if I played Origins, I would like that one the best out of the three new ones, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I, I think it does somewhat. Uh, if there's like a, maybe a tie, like a, you can help with the tiebreaker a little bit. Yeah, I just like it, the concept yes. of it being what it is. I yeah. think I would like more than the other two, but I don't know. It's just such a fascinating it. like time period if you're familiar. Uh, yeah, and just like all the, the trappings around it, yes. I think sound very cool to me, but I just mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, revelations i'm thinking that's not another lower one yeah i would say that's a lower one because i mean like i didn't play that one willie did that's basically just like it, hey dog why did this happen but like there's tower defense now there's tower defense and Ezio's really old yeah hey right. some people like that i sure <laughs> sure <laughs> uh syndicate assassin's creed syndicate that is definitely that's high. up there that's, for that's you high. for sure um unity um i'm willing to say lower on the list me too uh and i would say the same about valhalla (laughs) i 
Okay. I played that game like that was at the time that was my most played Xbox game and it still might be. No, I bet at this point I played more um Forza Horizon, like at least four or five. Uh but yeah, I played way too much of Valhalla. Did you get the DLC for it? So no. See any of that? No, no. no. Okay. I didn't like the game enough to want to do that, so like that DLC stuff sounded cool at least. I- yeah, I, I it's just the core gameplay was just not that interesting. I think it was one of those like the settings more interesting than the actual game. Probably a lot like the the Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at, towards the bottom of the list, we got uh, Chronicles China, Revelations, Unity, and Valhalla. I think I think you're probably right, and we'll just put Chronicles China at ten. I think it's still telling that we put that ahead of Assassin's Creed Three. Assassin's Creed 3 fucking sucks. I, like, yeah. I just remember being disappointed the whole time playing that game. I liked the time period, once again, just because like how many games are set in that time period. Uh, but other than that, it was not great. Uh-huh. Uh, at number nine, I know your feelings on Unity, and I'm so I'm willing to put Unity. I'm thinking Unity at nine. Sure. That works for me. That's like, and then Revelations versus Valhalla. Do you, yeah, that's up to you. I mean, do you think Valhalla is better than Revelations or vice versa? Uh, Revelations was so boring, but at least like, Valhalla is in a more interesting time period. I mean, that's Vikings defi- are cool. That's definitely true. Uh, Vikings are cool. I probably had more fun with Valhalla. I also probably played Valhalla like three times as long. Okay. Uh, so let's put Revelations at eight and Valhalla at seven. Okay. And how are you feeling about then uh, Black Flag at six, Origins at five, Odyssey at uh, four? I mean, that's fine. I can't really argue that. I don't think. I mean, you definitely liked Odyssey. Yes. A lot. So. I, I, but once again, I just love like Ancient Greece. So it was so much fun just running around like that Ancient Greek world. It was the world was so massive. It, it is like comical how massive it is. Yeah, yeah. It's still probably the biggest open world map I've ever played. I just I I can't fathom why they made that game that game so big. <laughs> I don't understand why, but it doesn't matter. Because I yeah. do think like the thing about Assassin's Creed 2, the uh Brotherhood and Syndicate is like they're all smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh they're more con like like Syndicate is just London. Assassin's Creed 2, you do kind of bounce around a few different Italian cities. But then mm-hmm. Brotherhood, it's pretty much like kind of like two, but like I feel like it's even fewer cities. Yes. But you just spend more time in those cities. Um I'm I'm thinking put Assassin's Creed 2 at number three. When That's I'm really, what I would say, yes. Um and then I think if we're talking our list. I would be okay with putting Brotherhood at one and Syndicate at two. A person that's what I was gonna suggest, but I mean, I know you do like Syndicate. I love most. Syndicate, but like a Brotherhood is oh my god, it's so good. It's so much fun, just like having like you can just have like stealth kills from like twenty feet away. Oh my like, god, yeah, because you're like your Brotherhood. They just come out out of nowhere. It's so stupid. It's so yeah, video just like, game. Someone in the squad to yeah, fuck yeah, them up. Yeah, but then what I so what I also liked about Brotherhood was that was when they added the multiplayer. Yes, I played the fuck out of that. Like I played 
dozens and dozens of hours of the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I thought it was so fun and like unlocking all that stuff. And then they like brought that back for revelations and it just wasn't as good. I don't know. I just didn't give a shit after Brotherhood. Do you think it's one of those cases where you already did it? So the the novelty was gone and you're like, oh, it's just more the same. I guess they also like changed up the way some of the stuff worked Mm. and I just didn't like it as much. Um, Yeah, because there was like it was specifically character archetypes that you were in Brotherhood, like the plague doctor and a couple other things. And like they just I all thought they were aesthetically interesting and I liked them and I thought that the unlockables for them were cool. And then it was just, yeah, I'd never had revelations myself. I remember watching some people play and being like, oh, this just doesn't do it for me. And then I don't even know that they kept doing the multiplayer after that. I don't remember if it was in. I think they uh, did bring it back for Unity. I think there was a was multiplayer gonna, for So there was, a, there was a multiplayer in Unity that I never did, but that was co-op. Yes, I don't know if they did the competitive anymore, but I... Yeah, so I never played the multiplayer in Unity either, but I, I wonder if that was cool. You would, like, team up to do, like, heists basically of like stealing things and assassinating people and i bet that was probably all right i bet that was broken i mean yes but i i bet it was also probably fun too i bet it was like after like a year later it's like oh this is fun but no one's playing this that's probably fair yeah um just because like that was basically the story of unity and that's why i feel way stronger about unity because i played it a year later but you also just have issues with the the story and the character as well yeah uh which i don't have that but like i but it wasn't at least when i played it it wasn't completely broken uh something that unfortunately you cannot say uh, but how do you feel about this list? I mean, I, I had a feeling this was just going to be a very quick, short one, just because, like, I've played all these games. You've played, what, maybe a third? A fourth? No, I, well, yeah, probably, like, less than a half, um, maybe a little more than a third. Yeah, that's probably right. Sorry, I was looking up Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Yeah, okay. I guess Syndicate just had nothing. So Syndicate, they had given up on it. Unity, they did four-player co-op. And then Brotherhood and uh, Revelations had the competitive multiplayer only. So they just kind of dropped it in three and four, brought it back for Unity. Yeah, because well, I guess did three have it? I guess it must have. Three, three multiplayer. Uh, it's okay. It also had co-op in Assassin's Creed three. I don't remember that at all. I only remember that being in unity. Weird. Interesting. They're called wolf pack maps Mm. where two to four players have to hunt down and kill targets within a time limit. In which players need to capture areas of the map while protecting from the opposite team. Interesting. So it, it looks like three has some of the weird modes from, from uh revelations and brotherhood but which that yeah that was sense. i i remember when every game was getting a multiplayer mode i still people fucking lose their shit that metroid prime 2 is the first game i remember where the focus on multiplayer is ruining the game i remember that uncharted was another one like that yeah uncharted 2 specifically and then it was like people were like no the uncharted 2 multiplayer is fun which i think of the same thing with assassin's creed brotherhood people were like, yeah i oh. loved i loved it in brotherhood 
I, even in my case, I didn't touch any of the multiplayer. The single player is just so much fun. Oh, yeah. Um, it does kind of bum me out that uh, two of the top three games, and I do believe this, are Assassin's Creed 2 and what is basically the third Assassin's Creed game, Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, Syndicate. The reason why I love Syndicate is just they at least made all the assassinations feel way more unique. Uh, also, I just loved like that that time period and the combat was so much fun. But like, I'm not saying they were as good as Hitman, but they just felt more like Hitman missions mm-hmm. uh, with just like the assassinations. So they just felt like a bigger deal. Yeah, that makes sense. And but that was also like that studio's first time making Assassin's Creed games because they went they made Syndicate, then they made Odyssey, and then then they just stopped making Assassin's Creed games and they made immortals phoenix rising which if i wanted to make the argument that's an assassin's creed game i would probably put that ahead of i might even put that ahead of odyssey interesting i really like that and then another one that's not an assassin's creed game but it might as well be is ghost of tsushima yes uh that would definitely be oh god that would definitely make the top three i think as well Mm mm-hmm uh, but if we're talking like true Assassin's Creed games, it has Assassin's Creed in the name. Uh, this is the list I got to, I, you know, we got to go with. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm really hoping that the new one that is just a smaller focus, it'll just be one city. It's not going to be this like 70 hour journey. I, I'm really hoping I end up enjoying that a lot more. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that turns out. Mm hmm. Uh, because at one point they were talking about that Assassin's Creed, like, it's just a platform now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything they've announced, they really haven't talked about that again. So I don't really know. Maybe that is maybe that's gone by the wayside. I don't really know what Ubisoft is up to anymore. Yeah, maybe they were like, hey, people don't like live service games as much right now. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to rethink this and. I, which I'm also excited. They have not made an Assassin's Creed game since what, like 2021, 2020? Uh, yeah, was it? That must have. Yeah, that was 2020, uh, I believe. So, I mean, like three years since the last Assassin's Creed game. Uh, that's exciting, too. They've, they're giving the developers more time to work on this. And um, yeah, it was November 2020. So three years for an assassin's creed game something that used to be a yearly release i think that's huge yeah and i i remember when they first announced like oh hey we're not gonna make another assassin's creed this next year we're gonna do like a bigger dlc expansion right uh so yeah so uh so i knew this was gonna be a quick one but i do want to try to get back into doing more of these part threes and top tens and stuff so uh this one just made sense because I just finished Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, at some point, I do want to revisit because we did a top 10 list on the... the. Uh, I never can pronounce their name, uh, but it's the Yakuza. Uh, oh, yeah. Because uh, when we made that top 10 list, uh, I don't even think the second... Um, what do you call it? Kiwami? Ki- no, not Kiwami. Um, 
oh yes so the second judgment hadn't even come out so, oh yeah yeah so we only have uh the top nine we don't even have a top 10 for uh oh, RGT sh- yet. So, shit. Yeah. so we need to revisit that because they That's had true. judgment two and then they just released this one and they're releasing like four other yakuza games this year <laughs> that is true <laughs> I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but there's like two others, right? Uh, yes and no. I, there's de- there's definitely there are two in development. There is the next Yakuza game, which is eight, and then there is also the like weird one that lets you know uh, what happened to Kiryu after Yakuza Six. And then there was this one that just released. Yeah, Ishin, which this one, the reason I ended up not playing this one is because, like, I don't, I don't know that I am in the mood to play a re-release of a 2014 Yakuza game. Because, like, that that's before Zero. Right. So, like, I don't know, like, a fresh coat of paint on that doesn't make it, like, play a lot better, probably. <laughs> Yeah, especially it was just like, um, I don't want to say middling, but it probably was like a middling, like one off of these type of series. But at the same time, if you really love those characters, just kind of like seeing those characters in a different. Well, yeah, and it's like it's very much like a Japanese history right. type shit where you're like, I can't remember who Kiryu plays, but he, he's like a famous historical Japanese figure and all the other famous historical figures are just the likenesses of other yakuza characters so like it it really sounds a lot like the third teenage mutant ninja turtles movie uh sure yeah except that it's the the characters that are from yakuza are not actually those characters that's that's true but they're like it's those characters but it's not type of thing Yeah, yeah i don't know exactly how to explain it but no i get you it's just like, hey, here's Kiryu if he was a samurai from the, what, probably like the 1400s or whatever. Yeah, I think it. something like that, yeah. So it's just like, oh, great. Um, uh, so at some point, I do want to check that out, but... Yeah, I mean, I own it, so yeah. I will try to play it. It's just one of those things where, like, I was, like, trying to think of something to play right now, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, do I want to, like, lock myself into this or not yeah <laughs> and i just uh... after finishing dead cells i i and i was like oh I, or not dead cells uh dead space on thursday i was like all right it's friday morning my girlfriend's coming into town i'm not gonna play anything this weekend with her here so i was like i'm not even gonna hop into anything new mm-hmm. i have been thinking i really want to check out metroid prime I think mm-hmm. that might be like, and especially with three of them, if I bought it, I could really kind of spread those three out throughout the year. I don't have to play all three back to back. I really don't know what I want to play next. And I, it seems like you're, you were kind of in the same boat until you were like, you know what? I want to dump 90 hours into Marvel. And I am glad that I chose this option. So. Can't wait to hang out with Wolverine. And, and it just seems like cool that you can just constantly be mixing and matching the different characters and they all kind of like the abilities probably work well enough together that it doesn't really matter too much who you who the team comp is. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's pretty much the podcast. I do want to try to dive into something. 
uh, for the for our next episode. Um, yeah. But do you have anything else you wanted to add? No. Uh, the last episode of The Last of Us is tonight. So. Oh yeah, that that's like breaking records. I think the last episode did. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how well it. Uh... Have you been watching that all the way through? Yeah, I'm caught up. So tonight we'll finish it and oh, we'll see how it goes. It's fine. Uh, I don't think it's like incredible, but I mean, it's a good adaptation of The Last of Us for sure. How, how do you like yeah. the, the actors or do they like just they're good? They're good. Um, they're... Last episode, Troy Baker was in it and he oh. got killed horrifically. <laughs> uh yeah, he was like a pretty prominent character in the episode, whereas like uh, Ellie's voice actress was her cameo. She was not as prominent. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I, it, it's a fine show. Um, like it's very much an HBO show, but like also so is The Last of Us, but in right. video game form. Uh, and like people are like really upset about like some things they changed, but like, I don't know, man, uh, it, there's a lot of walking and talking in the game and you can't necessarily like have that for as long stretches in the show without it being like super fucking boring. So some of the, in some of the like character developments and stuff, I think they do a better job. They definitely are setting up the second season so that Ellie's turn to extreme violence makes more sense. Okay because it definitely did not at all I don't in the skip from one to two. I don't necessarily agree with that, but... Oh, it is 100%. Like, there's no way that someone is like, oh, I killed someone for the first time, and now it's like, violence gives me a boner. Like, it, I, it is I, very different. I feel like it's kind of implied some things happened in the last five years. She had a lot It of is, fun. but it just... It, I don't know. At least in this, they, like, make her violence boner show. Okay in a way that like makes that actually make sense which they can kind of like with like when they made the first one they probably didn't make have any intention yeah that's what like they yeah they didn't have those threads to tie together and there have been some other threads that very clearly will lead into the second season but yeah i i don't know like they did a they've they've done a good job so far and i assume the last episode will continue that trend they've already obviously confirmed that there will be another season except mm-hmm. that the last of us two will take place across two seasons which you know makes sense oh because it's that much longer well but it's also from two perspectives i know i realize that as well so but i mean like it is also like yeah it's a lot three, longer it's sure. like two to three times longer than the first one so yeah and i mean there are like some things from the first game that obviously didn't get shown in the show because it's only nine episodes and you gotta pick and choose but yeah it's it's interesting because i think the episode that stayed the closest to the game so far was the worst one in my opinion okay I, I, here's the thing like all, people always complain like oh it's not like the movie it's not like the book it's not like this but like they have to make changes for the that media. Like, do you want like the comic book to be exactly the same as the movie, and then they make a game that's exactly the same as the other two, or do you want some differences? Yeah. So, like, I think the differences they did make, but the the episode that I'm talking about specifically is the one where they did the DLC. Oh, and interesting. Th- that that is the closest of like, hey, we're just like walking around doing this thing, mm. and it's not that it was a bad episode. It just like. I don't know. I, I feel like they could have done it in a different way to make it more interesting kind of than just be like a sort of rehash ish of the game more or less, but I don't know. It's cool so far. And the, what they did to change this most recent episode is very good as well. So we'll see. I mean, you probably at least heard about or read articles about the Nick Offerman episode, right? Yes. 
Yeah, people were very upset about that. But it made sense. It yeah. was good. So I think people overreact on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, people overreacted about the fact that Ellie was gay. But, like, that was also in the game. So, <laughs> like, whatever. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm curious to see the last episode for sure. Um, but that's all I got at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I, as I said, I don't really have anything else. I, it's one of those weeks where I just kind of like literal new change in your life. You, <laughs> stuff like video games kind of take a backseat as you're, you know just kind of like starting a new job and everything. So Mm -hmm. I definitely look forward to, uh, you know, just kind of settling into this new schedule because I do think I'm going to end up loving the schedule more. And I do, I think there's a potential for me to just enjoy, you know, playing more games. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, with that, we will catch you in two weeks. Uh, as always, the theme song is sting operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chip tune band. You should check them out. And we will catch you next time. Peace out.